We know in the e-commerce space, driving traffic to online stores, capturing quality leads, and attracting potential customers have become more challenging than ever. If you don't have enough traffic, you don't get quality leads. And not having an adequate amount of leads means there are less opportunities for you to turn them into paying customers. So everything starts with getting traffic. In today's episode, we'll discuss about three key topics you need to think about to make sure you have good traffic that you can fairly easily convert to paying customers. Stay tuned. Hello everyone. Welcome to e-commerce growth, the show where I talk about how you can turn your visitors into repeat customers. This includes tips, trends, and conversations with store owners and thought leaders across the e-commerce industry to help you learn how to grow your revenue faster for your business. I'm Shruva, and today we are talking about three key topics you need to finalize to get traffic for your online store. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. I'll drop brand new episode each week. Also, join our Facebook group and YouTube page if you haven't already, where we break down this episode throughout this week. I'll post the links in the description box. So let's get started. To make sure you get the traffic you deserve, you need to do these three things. Firstly, you need to finalize your target customers. You need to be as narrow as possible initially. Secondly, you need to finalize your core value proposition to your target customers. And finally, you need to find the best channel to convey the value proposition to your target customers. On today's episode, we have a special guest joining this show who will talk about how he implemented these three key topics to grow the revenue of his company by 10 times in six months. On today's episode, we have a very special guest with us who will be talking about their e-commerce journey, how they grew and how they are coping up with the current scenario of e-commerce as well. I'm very delighted to welcome Mr. Shorojit Boral, who is the CEO of Shopworth. Shopworth, which means oath in English, has taken the oath to improve the customer service in Bangladesh and also by bridging the gap between the retail stores and online marketplace. So all eyes up to Mr. Shorojit Boral. Thank you, Shubo. Thank you for inviting me here. Uh, very delighted to share uh, my experience with you, I believe. Yeah, so are we. we. We cannot wait more to hear your journey about uh, your e-commerce growth. So tell us about how you started your e-commerce journey. Was it difficult in the beginning to identify your ideal customers? Or what's it, what was your strategy? How did you find out your ideal potential customers? Well, for that, I need to go back 14 years when I started my professional career in trade marketing. And uh, meanwhile, I have seen in these 14 years, the boom in e-commerce industry that we are experiencing. Even though there is a huge growth in our e-commerce uh, industry, the digital platforms has uh, brought up, we have big names in here in Bangladesh. Uh, however, there is apparently a difference between a metro customers and non-metro customers, right? Uh, their needs, uh, what they want, uh, they are apparently same, 
but the requirement for execution is completely different the way you talk to the non-metro citizens the way you bring your platform to the non-metro citizens who are not into this digital ecosystem uh, which is completely different i think for them they required a digital assistance so from there i had a dream that i will bring this digital uh, ecosystem to those non-metro citizens first that's why shopwood started uh, not in Dhaka, not in Chittagong Metro, rather outside this uh, non-metro uh, cities, right? So our target customers are those people who know about this digital development that we are experiencing as a nation, but they haven't tried it yet. So we tried to research their tensions and we came up that we can actually provide a digital assistance to those people through their neighborhood outlets. Because mm -hmm. if you think that these neighborhood outlets play a significant role in building their own community mm -hmm. and they form a trusted known faces for them. So using or utilizing those known faces we actually brought in our platform to our target customers who are non-metro citizens yep so that's a pretty interesting model i'd say so instead of going after the population the online population who are buying from websites or facebook you are going after pretty underserved market yeah. the, the the populations who are mostly in the rural areas and yeah. targeting them with people, yep. not with the platform as yep. well. So, yeah, so thinking about that perspective, uh, did you use any platform for that or, or what are the channels or platforms work for you? How did you make sure that you are going to your ideal customers? Frankly speaking, Shaput is not a conventional B2C platform, business to customer platform. Rather, we'd love to say it's a bridge between online and offline platforms together. So that's why uh, the thing that I said, we utilize the trust factors of the neighborhood retailers. We have shopwork agents on ground who have a close connection with our target customers. So what we do, we first re recruit the neighborhood outlets the retailers we convince them that how do we operate what is our business model and we hook them into our platform mm -hmm. and then we give them the responsibility to acquire customers through them so at the end it's not a b2c rather we'd love to say it's a b2b2c platform business to business to customer platform and we do it through online to offline O2O activation. Okay, so in one hand you have your customers, on the other hand you have the retailers. So what strategy work for you? I mean how did you make sure you are on top of the mind of your retailers, also on top of the mind of your customers? So what's basically your go-to-market strategy? Okay. 
So I give you an example, right? Let's say a non-metro citizen, um, let's say Kurim, mm -hmm. right? This guy is 35 years old or 30 years old. He has heard about the big names that we have right now. He is not very much acquainted with the digital platforms that we have right now. And he has heard that there are a lot of trust issues if you order products, um, the quality issues, or it may not come on time, right? And when you go back to this digital platform, he does not know how to return a product, right? Mm -hmm. So these are the tensions of any non-metro citizens that we have. In that case, what we did, we recruited Topon. Topon is a neighborhood retailer. And Topon has a very good relationship with Korim because Korim has been raised seeing Topon in, the, uh, in his neighborhood. He buys his groceries or any other needs, uh, household needs from Topon's outlet. So he has trust on Topon. Mm -hmm. So what we did, we recruited Topon. We gained the trust of Topon because it's always better to get the trust of one person rather than going for 100. So we gained the trust of Topun for our platform and asked Topun to recruit his customers like Kurim. So then Topun, instead of us going to the customers, mm -hmm. provided all the offers that we have for this model to Kurim. So Kurim is ordering his product to Topun and Topun is on ordering that product on behalf of Kurim to Shopot. And when this order is processed, this product is directly going to Topun's outlet. So okay. all the transaction between Kurim and Topun is happening on ground. Hello. Right? So that's how even if Kurim does not trust any digital platform, but he trusts Topunda of the neighborhood outlet. So even if he wants to return any product, he can actually directly go to Topun and return his products or he can collect his products while going to office or coming back home uh, during any hour uh, of the day. So it's one, giving him a sense of trust, mm -hmm. giving him the convenience and giving him the convenience of returning any product that any other digital platform will lack. Well, so it's, it's a pretty unconventional model, but thinking about the underserved market who is not that much digitally active or I'd say digitally literate, I think uh, this is something that should work in the market. I'm, I'm not sure how about the traction right now, but also, if you think the e-commerce landscape, there are lots of big players coming in, they are giving in giveaways, they are giving in coupons, uh, pairing up with influencers and uh, just giving more and more offerings to the end customers. So we can understand that it's a hard business, it's, it's hard to have a sustainable revenue from this source of e-commerce. E so uh, how did you make sure that you uh, 
can bring your customers in day in day out without just offering a lot of discounts and things like that frankly sure it's um, um, very rightly pointed out it was not easy and it will not be easy going forward um, team of shopot knows it very well so from the very first day uh, even we were not sure that whether this model will work or not but i tell you one example just to do an ab testing right we actually kept home delivery option for our customers where they can directly order to shop platform and we will actually uh, deliver the product at home which is a conventional way and other uh, option was he can actually order it from the neighborhood outlet and we will act deliver the product to that neighborhood outlet and they can collect it from there uh, frankly speaking within 2 months or 3 months of our trial and error 98% of our orders are coming from those neighborhood outlets even though we have home delivery people are choosing neighborhood outlets over the conventional approach that is home delivery one right pretty interesting so it was not easy to make them understand about the model but when you can do that uh, it worked as a magic for us makes sense so uh, if you have to point out maybe one or two more strategies like which worked for you specifically yourself or your company what would you say about that on the very first day shopot decided not to go for any deep discounting which is a very common in this uh, e-commerce industry people said we gone crazy without burning money uh, people will not have trust on us or people will not use shopot as their platform rather we stick to our plan which is to make sure that whatever we promise we will deliver as per our promise in that case uh, we had to go a long way for that <laughs> we promised we will deliver within 72 hours that's why everything that customers are purchasing it's already in our inventory that means we could not go to marketplace model rather we are operating in inventory based online store model that's expensive however it also gives you the dividend mm-hmm. so that means whenever you order something my customer care will never call you and say that it's not available number 1 so we stick to our plan we stick to our promises number 2 the retailers are the heart of our customer acquisition so whatever communication we wanted to give to the customers rather than using known faces like the influencers like you said right we actually didn't use our resources in that conventional approach mm-hmm. rather we cuped our neighborhood retailers to convince our customers that you have come 
to buy rice in my outlet. In this Eid festival, uh, where are you buying your Punjabi from? Mm -hmm. So why don't you try my platform and see whether you like it or not? So we build the capability and capacity of those retailers through a mobile app or through a platform where they can show our products. Mm -hmm. Not only that, we give an option to all our customers that you not only order without paying a penny, when you receive the order, mm -hmm. you check the product first at the outlet and then if you like it, then you pay for it. So it's a very convenient for anyone who have not used any digital platform before. So when somebody has used this platform, we are getting a lot of repeat purchase, yeah, which exactly. is very unconventional in this digital platform for like, which is six months old, mm -hmm. right? So this worked for us. Third, um, these non-metro citizens, they are potential global citizens, mm -hmm. but even though they have money, they have the willingness to buy the global brands, probably those brands are not available in those rural markets, right? What we are trying to do is we are bring, bridging the gap. Mm -hmm. We are bringing in brands for them. The brands that uh, talk uh, in the same language. Okay. So uh, we have the big brands with us in our platform and we have our own private level brands as well. Like the shirt mm -hmm. that I'm wearing, it's, it's from our own brand, right? Okay. It's called Lenore. We have a different brand called Liberty. Mm -hmm. We have a female brand called Shurong. Mm -hmm. So these are the brands that we made available for our customers and we are getting huge uh, response from them. Why? Because we, we actually talked to the customers. We took their feedback positively. We work what they want what color they choose. So our product has been raised, uh, got a very positive feedback from our customers. Mm -hmm. So this is third point that I guess working for Shopwood. All right, so in summary, I, I can get three things. One, convenience, you play yeah. around the convenience of your target customers. Number two, trust, through the convenience, you wanted to build a trust yes. among your customers. Yeah. And once we have the convenience, once we have the trust, now you can basically make sure that your customers can yeah. come repeating there. They can repeat in, they can come in and buy very easily through your retailer. So yeah. you're basically amplifying all of your strategies by not directly going after the customers, but going after the retailers yeah. and making sure they can serve your customers. So yeah, that's pretty interesting considering the model and the target customer you are working with. So, yeah, I, I think we are almost at the very end. We, we now have very good understanding of your model, how you built the model, how you made sure that you uh, have proper growth and how you made sure that you can gain the trust of your customers. So the final questions uh, is more around the COVID. So what happened during the COVID? Did your business got a hit or do you think it's a blessing in disguise? Oh. Well, we started our platform during uh, the lockdown period. All right. um, it was uh, pre-decided. Uh, we could have 
postponed our launch, but mm-hmm. we didn't. As I said before, uh, me and my whole team uh, liked the challenge. Mm-hmm. Frankly speaking, from the uh, business perspective, we didn't get the heat uh, from the COVID because uh, customers wanted to order, uh, and, uh, wanted to get the brands readily available in a platform which is within their community, which is within their neighborhood outlets, which is very close by uh, to where they live. But yes, uh, there is no, nothing denying the fact that initially during the lockdown period, we faced a huge challenge sourcing the products mm-hmm. because there were a lot of suppliers who were troubled mm-hmm. through, uh, during the lockdown period. But it was pre-planned and we had our uh, plan B, plan C ready for that. And uh, with the bless of God Almighty, uh, we could execute our plans very uh, smoothly during the COVID. And you know Mm -hmm. the result of the business. Yep. So yeah, fine. Um, COVID has uh, had uh, its toll uh, in, in the business could have been faster, but I'm happy where we are today. Wow. So thank you for all the insights. I think this has been a great show for our customers, for our listeners, for our viewers as well. So finally, if we look back to our whole session, we could get a very few insights, very good insights, honestly speaking, which might help you to grow your e-commerces as well. So like Boral or like Shopo, what they did is they, first of all, they identified their narrowed customer. They did not go to all the customers of Bangladesh. They found out that there is an underserved market, which is very important whenever you are planning to start your e-commerce or want to grow your e-commerce. You need to find an underserved market or a market that needs your product. So once you find the market, which uh, Shopot did by finding some rural audience. Again, they did not go to all of the rural areas. They started with a very small and narrow area in in Bangladesh. So that's another learning for us. Initially, instead of uh, spending a lot in ads by targeting everyone, try to prove your idea by trying out one or two few narrow areas. And once you have that, you need to focus on a few things. So. What you saw in case of Shopot, they focused on building the trust, they focused on making sure they provide the quality, and they focused on giving the convenience to their end customers as well. Like this, you need to find out your sweet spot, you need to find out what is your core values. It can be in terms of pricing, you, you just give it cheaply. In it, it can be in terms of product availability, maybe your product is not available in, the, in that area and you are bringing it from, let's say, in, from a different country, which is valuable for your end customers. It can be in terms of convenience as well. Maybe you can just deliver the product with one or two tap or one or two clicks in mobile. Whatever it is, you need to identify your value propositions and you need to actually uh, tell about all these value propositions to your customers from all of your marketing campaigns. So what Shopot did is they 
did their marketing campaigns not did not did their marketing campaigns in online that much but they educated the retailers who become the spokesperson for shopper so what you can do as well is once you have the value propositions once you have identified your target customers you need to make sure you understand what the channels your ideal customers are and you need to target those channels again in case of shopper the underserved rural customers they were not in let's say e-commerce or website or google but they were in their local shops so they targeted that you might want to target ready because that's where your customer lives or you might want to target quora or facebook or instagram or tiktok i don't know but you should know that so once you have the ideal customer profile and value proposition then the third thing the final thing you should do is to target your customers with their value propositions in the channels they live. So once you can hit that, you can be sure that you can hit the 10x growth like Shopify.